Books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences, and they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I am Janice Leibovitz, and you are my People of the Book. And my guest today is definitely no stranger to the show and should be no stranger to you if you have listened to me for the past two years. And it is such a warm welcome to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House, South Africa. Welcome, Viz. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice. I really, really enjoy being here and I really appreciate you having me. It's always great to have you on the show so that we can mm-hmm. chat books. And obviously, the reason that we have people like Viz on the show and reps from various um, publishing houses is so that we can find out for people who are voracious readers and people who keep close watch on those bookshelves in the stores. Viz is here to let us know what is out there, what is coming up, what is currently on the shelves for great holiday reading, and also hopefully what we can look out for in the new year, what's up and coming, what's fresh, what's happening, what we can look forward to. Isn't that right, Viz? Yes, absolutely. We've got such great books and, you know, we always have a lot of big books coming out towards the end of the year, naturally. Um, and then early next year, we've got like the first quarter looks absolutely great as well. So, um, you know, I'm never short of titles to talk about. If you can have me on for three hours, we can do it. No problem. Um, <laughs> I would love but, to have um, you on for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to do Sadly that today. Not. We have chosen, <laughs> I've chosen 12 titles to talk about today. Um, and yeah, those, those are the ones I'll discuss. And these are titles that are mostly in store now. Uh, I wanted to just, I wanted to do that as always, because I think that, you know, when your readers or your listeners, um, hear about them, they're going to, they want to go out and get it and, and read them right away, I guess, So, or get them right away. So, yeah. And there are always those books that uh, really blaze a trail through those bookstores that are bestsellers. They top the bestsellers. And there are always those books that, that create huge hype before they've even hit the shelves. And yeah. I know I haven't actually seen what you're going to chat about today, but I'm okay. sure that there are a few of those that are on your list. And let's, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you've created a list that you're going to go through in order, but let's save those. So um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's build up the, the excitement. And, okay. and I'm sure as always, you have a variety, something for everyone, fiction, nonfiction. I don't know if you've mm. got any children's or young adults books that you want to share with me. Um, um but something I don't on this everyone. list, but I, yeah, unfortunately I don't on this list for, for that genre, but, um, you know, we can we can sort something out from later on down the line. Uh, but talking about hype, the first book um, that I have on the list is the new Will Smith book. I'm sure you've heard huge, about this one. Huge, huge. I, I, I mean, mean yeah. I know I've been looking forward. A uh, Will Smith. I mean, doesn't even yeah. need an introduction. It doesn't. He does. He. I mean, he's so big. And and the other thing is, he's got Mark Manson on this as well. And lots of people are asking, okay, so what, what's Mark Manson's take on this? And did he write the book? Technically, it's Will Smith's book. It's, it's classified as, as an autobiography. But Mark Manson obviously had a hand in it. And if you know Mark Manson, he's probably got the number one and two best-selling nonfiction book in the country for the last, I don't know, what's it, four or five years wow. running. Um, you know, that book, um, 
uh, the subtle art of not giving a bleep, you know, that kind of, but those books just keep selling and selling and selling and selling. It's always um, so, out there on the top 10. It's just, just it, it has remained there. It's never left. Yes, yeah. And you know, if you think about like what uh, Matthew McConaughey's book did, uh, you know, when it came out, what's it, early this year, end of last year, which was Green Lights. My um, absolute know, favorite. Was Oh, shame. That's a really good. So you're going to really enjoy Will then, I think, because it's, it's deeply personal. Um, I've had a look at the final copy, which, which, uh, which we, which went out to stores this week or early last week. And it looks beautiful. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, all the online stuff that they had on it and how they designed the cover to how they put the whole thing together was just astounding. He's got, have a look at his Instagram post and it'll give you an idea of what, um, you know, what went into the book, but it's deeply, deeply personal stuff, but also it comes from a very, uh, self-help angle as well. So, you know, it teaches people the, the success that Will has had and what that success means to him and how he, how he got to be that way, uh, stemming obviously all the way down from his childhood up until today and all the ups and downs, the juicy bits, the stuff that's made the news recently, it's all in there. Everything's in there. So it's a deeply personal book, but it also teaches us um, a lot about success and life and that kind of stuff. So it's a wonderful book. Really. It sounds very similar to, to the way that um, Matthew McConaughey structured his book. And I know that we're here to talk about books and, yeah. and actual physical books, but what I, I love the way, and I keep going back to Matthew McConaughey's Green Nights because it is one of my favorite all-time books. But I listened to that on Audible, and it was narrated yeah. by, by McConaughey himself. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just something totally unique. And yeah. I don't know if I'm right in assuming that, that Will Smith probably narrates his own book as well on Audible. I, I don't know um, if I would be correct to, in to assuming that. You, I'm, I'm not quite sure on the audio book. I do apologize for that, but I'll find out. Yes, because we had to talk about um, books, so I forgive you for yeah, not yeah, knowing no, no, that. No, 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 you, you, you absolutely, it goes with the territory nowadays, you know, so, and I, I really don't like it when authors don't narrate their own books. I feel like yeah, it's, I agree. it's better if they do. Uh, Will is such a great speaker, you know, he's, he's such a great orator in the way he actually delivers, so I would think that he would be uh, reading his own book. Yeah. Um, but the and structure, Matthew's, uh, as you say, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of self-help and it's, uh, yeah. I cannot actually wait. You are listening to people of the book. You're not listening to a self-help program. It's people of the book. <laughs> I'm talking to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House, South Africa. And we are having a chat about what you can look out for, what's on the shelves now, what you have in store for your holiday reading. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this book is just, it's so different from other, other books. Cause I think it's kind of a new trend that's kind of taking off. And these couple of books that's come out now in this sort of genre has, uh, sort of restarted this or created this mold of what a self-help biography book should be like. And, and I think that uh, if you look at in terms of media, he's probably one of the biggest guys that he definitely just knows how to do media. Yeah. So, um, it's out now. You'll see it across the stores. You cannot miss it. It's you can't beautiful. Miss it. <laughs> yeah. It's got a sort of a fresh prints of ballet color theme. I think they tried to go with that color palette with the graffiti and obviously a, a like line drawing of his face. It's a beautiful jacket. You cannot miss it. It's going to be a great Christmas gift as well. If you don't, if you don't read this sort of stuff that you have someone you think would, who likes him, everybody loves him. So yeah, I think it's, it's a really good one that's out now. And Will Smith's, uh, Will Smith and Mark Manson. Yeah, and the book is called Will. Awesome. We will yeah. be right back with more exciting books that you can look forward to. Holiday reading coming right up. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
am chatting to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. This is People of the Book. So, Viz, after a flying start with Will Smith's book, what else is in store for great holiday reading this season? Okay. As you know, uh, Reese Witherspoon has a book club and yes. it's a huge one, right? And over the, over the past years, anything that Reese sort of recommends quickly becomes a bestseller, right? And also, um, also she turns them into great movies as well, or TV yes. series or <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's such a beast. I don't know if you know this, like she used to read a lot and her husband one day said to, well, you know, you always reading like a book a week or whatever. It's fun. She just start a book club and she just on a whim started it and look what it's become. <laughs> she, she's a voracious reader, the kind of reader that we all strive to be, right? Because she reads so much. But yeah, anyway, so this book that she's chosen now, the latest one, um, is the, uh, Elif Shafak. The book is called The Island of Missing Trees. Have you heard of this book? I've read it. It was actually my virtual book club's book of the month last month. And it is fabulous. It is such a beautiful book. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's it's just beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad you read it. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It's, it's really, isn't it? One of the, one of the best ones to, better ones to come out this year. A lot of people are saying it's the best book I've read all year. And, and she always delivers, right? I mean, she always comes out of the book that just ends up on all the awards lists every Definitely. year. Every year she brings out one. And I think this one next year, we're going to see a lot of noise around as well, for sure. It is. Um, it's a it, gorgeous book. It's Elif Shafak is, she's a Turkish writer and yes. this is, it's, she writes, it's lyrical, it's, it's poetic, and her books, this book in particular is quite magical. It's, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, so it does have a touch of sort of magic to it with the fig tree and, you know, the, the, the Yeah, the, the, I, I, yeah. I know that, that some people in particular might have an issue. The fig tree is actually a narrator in the book. Yes, device, and I know yeah. that for some, that it might take time to get your head around that. But once you do, and once you have gotten around that, that fact, it, you just go with it. And it's, it's just it's gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. So it's kind of historical fiction in a way, isn't it? Because it's in 1974 when, when they were invaded, the Turkish invaded, uh, you know, Cyprus and. Yes. It's, it's of, very, yeah. yeah, that, that aspect was very interesting. I didn't know anything about that, that a time in history yeah. or the, that, that region at all. And yes. it's quite, it's quite sad, actually. It is very sad, yeah. And then, you know, the, 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 the character of the daughter, who's, who's also, uh, such a major character in this book as well, and she, her coming to terms with all this, it's, it's very interesting as well. So she really threads a great yarn, doesn't she? She's so Definitely. good at what she does. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, so I won't go too much into the plot, because I'm sure you've discussed it at length, right? Yes. The actual book, the book is actually out end of November in terms of stock and things like that. We've had a bit of issues, so it's coming soon, but it'll be in store at the end of November. Oh, is that not in stores yet? I thought that that was out already. Um, it has been released, but I think at the moment there's no stock. So we'll get oh, is it? So, so there was yeah. stock and now there's just low stock or no stock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've, we've had a bit of issues with that and we do apologize, but uh, by the end of November, you should see it full, full on in the, in the stores as well. Okay. That's The Island of Missing Trees by Elif Shafak. Yes. Yes, that's right. And I think right. that um, if, if the name sounds familiar, apparently her book, The 40 Rules of Love. Yes. That was um, I know that many people have said that, that for them that that is a favorite. So oh, yeah. if, if that's <laughs> a point of reference. The Bastard of Istanbul as well. That was a good one. Yes, apparently. I haven't read yeah. them, but apparently those are, are fabulous yeah, books yeah. from her. And 10 seconds and, what's it, 10 minutes and 38 seconds. 
Yes. You, I've heard of it. One. I haven't read it. Uh, that was a good one too. Really good. And I think she was nominated that for that year uh, on that book as well, which is great. So the next one is a nonfiction title. Uh, Steven Pinker is the author, uh, probably one of the top five intellectual authors, but probably one of the more optimistic ones, I like to say, you know, like a lot of the, a lot of the intellectual people, um, intellectual authors are quite cynical sometimes and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make for good reading, but it makes for quite dull reading, dull reading. But I think that Steven Pink is one of those guys that sort of brings out a lot of positivity in his work. And if you read, a, if you read Enlightenment Now, which came out a few years ago, this book, Rationality, is the follow-up to that book. Okay. Um, and I think it, the timing for this book is absolutely perfect as well. You know, in, in, in this world that we're living in now, we're, you know, there's so many different movements happening and people just seem to get up in arms about things that maybe we shouldn't be getting up in arms about or angry about. He brings in rationality and, and, and the idea of the fact that human beings are at the core rational creatures and we just need to sort of tap into that and, and learn, relearn maybe how to be rational and think rationally. Um, so I think, yeah, this is a fabulous book by Steven Pinker. It's, a, it is the follow up to, uh, enlightenment now. So if you've read that book, you've, you've got to pick this one up, but not necessarily. If you were, if you, this is your first Steven Pinker book, this is the best time to read it. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you read him at all? No, no, I've actually never heard of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's, he, he's done quite a few really good ones over the years. He did another one a while ago called the better angels of our nature. And, you know, he talks about, he talked about, you know, as bad as things seem, um, in the world right now, when you put the news on, we're actually living in one of the safest times in history. Yeah. In terms of how people in terms of security and things like that, and also advances in medical and technology and, you know, all that stuff. So he really brings a really optimistic spin on, um, on things and it's very interesting his takes on it he gets criticized a lot for it obviously i'm sure but uh but <laughs> there yeah. are there are always going to be critics yes yeah and and you know like i said earlier on it's like they say happiness in intelligent people is one of the rarest things you would find you know and he really he really does bring out positive stuff and that's what i love reading about it so rationality is the book and it's out now it is available now so it, okay. you'll find it in stores gorgeous cover great all right then the next one is also another nonfiction title. Uh, you probably know a book called Surrounded by Idiots by yes. Thomas Erickson. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and in that book, it's, he sort of classifies people according to a certain color and, you know, you could be a combination of two colors and that's fine. Um, that book was a smash hit. Everybody loved it. It really was a book that opened up the way we look at people we work with, the people we deal with and how to communicate with them. So I think at the core of it, all these books that he's done is about communication and how to really be a good communicator um, with not just people you work with, but your family, your loved ones, all, all that sort of stuff. So he's got two new books, uh, which are available now. The first one is a great title. I think it's one of the best titles I've ever heard. Surrounded by Bad Bosses and Lazy Employees. That's the first one. <laughs> and then another one called Surrounded by Setbacks. And both these also follow in the trope of surrounded by idiots, but also now expands it. So if you look at surrounded by bad bosses and lazy employees, it deals with particularly like sort of workplace, that sort of stuff. Um, and setbacks is exactly what that is. So how to deal with those setbacks and how to deal with 
people in in those circumstances. So he does really great stuff. It's very accessible, really funny. Uh, you kind of read it going, oh yeah, I'm a blue, or well, you know, or I'm a red. I'm definitely a red. And you carry on reading, and and you realize you've got traits of a green or a yellow as well. So it's fascinating stuff. Small little book. Um, you know, it's just great to have around. It's the kind of book that you just pop in if you're traveling. You'd want to, you know pop into your bag and read it on the plane, that kind of, that kind of book, but really insightful and, and really opens you up to how people are. Like instant, <laughs> so, instant psychometric testing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So if you're a fan of like pop psychology or you, you know, you like business books, maybe you like reading that sort of stuff. This is really fun, easy read, but also really educate. So surrounded by bad bosses and lazy employees. That's the one book. And the other book is surrounded by setbacks. Both of them are available at the moment. Oh, that sounds great. Let's take a quick break and we'll get back to some more after that. This is People of the Book and I'm chatting to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm Janice Leibovitz and you're listening to People of the Book. Today I am talking to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House, South Africa. And he is letting me know what you can look forward to for your holiday reading, what is on the shelves right now. And hopefully at the end of the show, we'll be able to take a quick sneak peek into what's coming up in the new year. So, Viz, you've already given us quite a selection. What's next? Okay, so you, everybody's heard of this book last this week was... Just such a manic time for us at Penguin because we had, um, you know, Damon Galgut winning the Man Booker Prize for The Promise. Yes, that was um, amazing. It was definitely, yeah, it's definitely one of the, I read it last year, but it was definitely probably one of my books of the year. And I, I had no doubt when I read it. I think I did discuss it on a previous show with you. Yes, you and definitely I said did. That if you go back, I said that this book will be all over the awards next year. Watch it, keep it, and there it is, it won. Yeah. Um, so for once I'm right. Um, and, uh, Are you saying you're and, never right? <laughs> I'm hardly right. Um, so, so, um, yeah, so he's won and it's been a manic time for us at PRH, uh, this year, uh, this week, but it's been a great time. So one of the, one of the books that was, uh, nominated, uh, this year as well was Bewilderment by Richard Powers. If you haven't read him, he did a great book a while ago called The Overstory, which, uh, you know, got all the awards that year. And this is a, a follow up. So. It, well, it's not a follow-up. It's it's another book just after that one. And I think that this was a really great book. And like Damon said in his speech, any one of those people on that list could have won that award very easily. And, and I found his award. humility in accepting yeah. that award just astounding. Wasn't I mean, it? <laughs> he, it was amazing. I mean, he'd been nominated twice before and not won. And this was his year. And, mm. you know, he really deserved to, to hold that award up and say, yay, my time. It's yeah. me. It's my yeah. time, my award. Yeah. And he didn't do that. He was so humble in his acceptance and was a, yeah. it was just amazing. I found that really incredible to watch and to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I look, we've dealt with him personally. We know, we know what he's like and, and it wasn't surprising for us, but I think that you're right. In, in that moment, it still can be so easily a thing that can get away from you. Yes. But that's, that's him. Literally, he wasn't putting anything on. I can tell you that because we've dealt with him personally, uh, even before he left for London and he was going to do a signing and things. So he's just a wonderful person. And, and I think that it was, you're right. It was his time and, and he deserves it fully. It's like a, it was almost like a lifetime achievement award, you know, in a way. 
Yeah, because he's done such great books in the past and two are nominated. So yeah, it's about time for it. So Bewilderment by Richard Powers is the book, one of the also shortlisted titles um, on that. Have you read this one? I haven't. I you have haven't to yet. say the premise did not appeal to me. And <laughs> no, okay. um, okay. I, I know you're going to talk about it and it's, it's a highly controversial uh, topic. Mm. Um, it's very relevant. It's very current. Um, mm. and, and as I say, controversial and it, it, it doesn't appeal. I, I would probably find reading it quite stressful, to be honest. <laughs> I do not agree with you there. Uh, <laughs> because in terms of the technology that he talks about and, you know, being vegan, for example, might stress people out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it, it is, it is quite, for some people who've read it, it is quite uh, um, trying to read through. But uh, it is really, at the, at the same time, it's really heart-rending and it's quite moving and, you know, it's a very intimate novel as well. So there's that aspect of it, which is quite touching, I found. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was about It's about a, an astrobiologist named Theo Byrne who he basically searches for other planets, or possible life on other planets as for his job. And he has this... Um, uh, son, he's a single parent. He's just recently become a single parent, uh, to a nine-year-old boy named Robin. And Robin is, you know, following the death of his mother, has had a lot of issues and, you know, it comes out sometimes in violent ways in school. And he basically gets, he gets this, um, um, also almost like an ultimatum from the school saying you either put him on, um, psychoactive drugs or he's expelled. And, uh, you know, he comes across this experiment, um, uh, sort of a neuro experiment that he could put his son under. And, you know, that's kind of where the story goes from there. And it's it's really fascinating because he dips a lot into technology and, and the future and where we're going from here, but because the main character is an astrobiologist, uh, physicist, sorry. So, so, you know, there's that aspect of it as well. So it's really interesting. I think it's going to be one of those ones that will get nominated or has been nominated for other, other awards as well. Um, and it is at the heart of it. I, it was actually shocking to me how, sort of moving and emotional it was. It was really emotional novel at the same time. Because you don't expect that from this type of uh, premise. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it was, yeah. So I think you're right. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, and he might not be everyone's cup of tea, Richard Powers, but he is undeniable as an author. And I think that if you have read the overstory, it might be something you could look into as well. So the book is called Bewilderment, and that's the shortlisted title by Richard Powers. Okay. And then the next one on the list here is... Something a little easier to read. Uh, Lee Child and Andrew Child. Uh, the book is Better Off Dead. It's the latest in the Reacher series. Um, always a winner. Reacher, always a yeah, winner. Always delivers, doesn't he? I mean, I picked up Reacher probably with, I read some of the earlier ones and there was a big gap that I didn't read, read him. And then I picked it up again a few years ago, probably around like four or five books ago. And I realized, okay, I, I missed out, so I had to go back and catch up. Uh, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> caught up yet. I've also read the very early ones, and I haven't caught yeah. up yet. I'll be honest. I've, I've oh. read that, I think, the first two or three, and, and then oh. left it there. And I have okay, not yeah. caught up since. Oh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a um, – there's, there's an event coming up. Um, I think it's still to happen with Andrew and Lee Child in a sort of webinar interview. Oh, I'll wow. send you – yeah, it's going to be really fun and interesting to see that dynamic. And and like Lee Child said, the only other person that could do Reacher is his brother because he's the closest to the character apart from himself. Um, so this is the, what's the second, third book, I think, that Andrew Child has been involved in. Um, and yeah, it's we've seen 
the books still keep going and they still sell and they still do really well. So there's definitely uh, nothing. The brand hasn't been affected at all by, by Andrew coming on. Um, and this one starts off as most recent novels start off smack dab in the middle. Uh, it starts off with this fight scene and, and Richard supposedly gets killed. And then the story sort of skill skips back uh, to to it's it happens in the small town in Arizona and he you know reaches doing his reacher thing and being there trying to help people and he comes across this woman whose brother has been killed by a local sort of drug lord like you know the, the drug kingpin and she's trying to get vengeance and and reacher eventually ends up helping her um, and that's where the story sort of starts off so it's action packed just quick pacey perfect holiday read you know if you really want to just relax and by the end of the year better off dead Lee Child you can't go wrong absolutely it actually sounds like fun <laughs> like yeah. what I've been missing really out on all these years <laughs> <laughs> no he's really our, our CEO Stephen is a uh, Steve is a is a big fan of of Reacher. and every time we have a media presentation uh, or media event he always takes the the new Leechal always it's, <laughs> it's we don't even myself and my colleague Monet we you know we also present and we never even ask we never really even ask can we take the it's just it's Steve's that's it no Done. discussion <laughs> he's close because he loves Leechal so much and he reads a lot of other stuff as well but I can tell you yeah I think Leechal and Andrew Child great combination and 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 um Better Off Dead is the brand new one. It is in stores now. So if you walk into stores, you're going to see it everywhere. It's a brand new. I'm going to uh, put Reacher. you on the spot here. How many yeah. Jack Reacher books have there been? What number is this? This would be number 27. Wow. Yeah. I think it's 27. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot. I mean, if you think it's about lot. it, there's a lot. Yeah. I think, and to uh, be, to be successful for that many years, the same brand, same character is quite an achievement. It's saying something, yeah. Sorry, I, I stand corrected. It's better off dead is 26. I wasn't that far. That's, but still, um, that, that's, a, yeah. that's a heck of an achievement. Yeah. The killing floor turns 25 next year. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of stuff in the media next year. Yeah. So there's going to be a 25 year anniversary of the killing floor. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a classic in that genre. It's now just un, un, un Yeah. I mean, like that's, that. that was where it all started. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So read, read wow. those, uh, read that one. It's going to be 25 years next year. Lots of anniversaries of books of series coming next year. So yeah. Very that's, exciting. Yeah. Look forward to <laughs> that. Yeah. So Better Off Dead uh, is the latest one from Lee Child and Andrew Child. Okay. Should I go on to the next one? Yes, please do. Okay, great. And then Sebastian Falks is the, the next one. The book is called Snow Country. If you are a uh, fan of historical fiction, um, this will appeal to you. Obviously, you know Sebastian from a wonderful book he did years ago called Birdsong. Yes. I didn't read it. I know of him. I mean, he's he's well known. I mean, he's he's a name. Yeah. Yeah, sure. he's, he's definitely, absolutely. And, you know, he, I presented some of his earlier books on this show, um, for a few years ago, you know, things like that. And I think, um, you know, if, if you like historical, but literally is uh, reading, this is, this is an author you could really sink your teeth into, uh, Sebastian Falk's Snow Country. It's part of the, uh, Austrian trilogy. It's the second book in that series. Um, and it, it revolves around three, three main characters, uh, two of them, you know, around the early, the first world war, uh, there's a young character by the name of Anton who has just come into Vienna and he sort of, you know, he wants to be a journalist. Um, and he's working part time as a, as a tutor. Uh, he comes across this woman, uh, Delphine, 
and you know it's it's about the loss of his first love as well um you know and and in this sort of story skips few years later from 1914 to about 1927 and there we meet a character by the name of Lena and she's come from really impoverished background but she's come to Vienna and she's come to sort of you know create a life for herself and it's her journey as well and the, the character that i enjoyed uh, most is this woman that works in this uh, sort of place where these two characters meet and it's about her teaching them a few things about life itself so it's sort of a sweeping saga really you know of of um of war and and you know just what comes of that and loss and love and loss of love and that kind of thing so it's beautifully beautiful that sounds together. lovely yeah he's one of those authors that just delivers time in you know time out he just always delivers he does really wonderful historical fiction i've um, never read him but i've never him, read him i've i've always oh, seen his I, books and for some yeah. reason just never picked up on them so that that really sounds like what's the name of the first book in the series um the first one was sorry um, putting you on the spot there again you are you are yeah, yeah. um i'll have to just i'll have to just quickly check on that one i'm not sure what what the okay we can get back to it it's fine yeah i i do apologize um, no problem. but if you if you want to get into him, read birdsong that was the one that really put him on the map okay um Yeah, so that that one really put him on the map. So read Birdsong, but like I said, this this is the brand new one. It's out in stores now. And um yeah, if you're a fan of historical fiction, uh that sort of genre. It's it's not a it's not a it's not going to be a very pacey read, so don't expect that. I mean, okay. uh it's it's sort of a slow grind. I think people that like these novels really don't mind it that much. But yeah, it's it's sort of a slow slow grind, but it's a beautiful read, really well-written stuff. Yeah, not everyone's looking for pacey, fast thriller type <laughs> adventures. Some people want the absorbing, you know, slow, yeah, you know, just in. that they can yeah. just, you know, be absorbed yeah. by and engrossed in. So, yes, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a new Sebastian that, Fox. Yes, yeah. And if you like authors like uh uh you know, Colm Toybin and and that kind of author, um you'd like him you know thing Dina Jeffries that kind of author yes uh-huh. yeah, yeah also historical fiction with her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, so yeah i think um i think that that'll be one for those those fans and i think the first book in the series um i just remember now is a week in december it's called a week in december okay great Yeah, all right. Good. Then another book, one of my favorites uh, of the of this year, definitely for sure, is Immortals. I'm sure you've read this one already. No, I haven't. Now I have to tell you a story about this book. When I received the the media list of what was coming out, you know, choose your books, what you want to review. Mm. We looked at this. Um, my my team at my virtual book club, Litscape, and. This was a book we hemmed and hawed over. It. We said no, no, we'll we'll skip this one. <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever regretted anything <laughs> in my life, I'm going out to buy this book because I'm seeing it everywhere. Facebook, oh, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. the rave yeah. reviews that are coming <laughs> in about this Mortals book, The Lincoln Highway. And I was at a book launch this week and uh, someone said to me, oh, I've just finished The Lincoln Highway and you have to read it. It is so fabulous. Uh, If I tell you, the regret of the month is that I do not have this book in my possession yet because I will oh, get it. But I'm oh. telling you, this this has to be 
I've never seen people rave about a book like they're raving about this, this, um, this Amor Tal's book. Uh, so, so tell me about this book one more time as if uh, no one else has told me. Okay. So Talk for those me about the Lincoln Highway. Highway. <laughs> He did a book called A Gentleman in Moscow. I'm just looking at it now on my shelf. Um, and A Gentleman in Moscow came out and it was a huge hit, smash hit that year. It did all the awards and he put him on the map in a very short space of time, right? And you know, when authors come out with a book like that, it's hard to sort of follow up. You know, some of them don't even write another book. They just leave it, you know? So, um, so I think it was really hard for him to live up to the expectations of a gentleman in Moscow and the critics would have just sort of carved him up, but he does deliver with this book. I have to tell you, he does deliver with this and it's very different. It's so unlike the, unlike the previous book. Um, this book is set in 1950s America, which is in arguably a lot of people's favorite genre of, of American culture. And, and you know what the funny thing is, Viz? That, you know, they talk about the great American novel and blah, 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 and how South Africans don't really relate to that. Yeah. But as I said, everybody is raving about this. And I'm talking about about locally. I'm talking about South Africans. I'm talking about people who I am meeting on a day, literally a daily basis. South African, South African readers, South African publicists, South African Mm -hmm. writers, South African authors. They are raving about this. So this, this, it's a fallacy that South Africans do not relate, relate to the great American novel because clearly mm. he's done something right with this one that it is so relatable and everybody is enjoying this and, and giving it such rave reviews. Oh no, I agree. I agree. And I agree with what you're saying with, with the great American. Not everybody relates to it. I've been book uh, managers and stores when, you know, when I used to be a rep used to tell me, there's a lot of stuff like people might not relate to F. Scott's Fitzgerald. Fine, I get it. But there's a lot of humanity in those novels and there's a lot of common threads, you know. So this book, it's just, he's got four characters um, who you fall in love. You just love every single one of them, right? Um, and it, like I said, it's set in 1954. Um, and it said it starts off in Nebraska. Okay, so that's where the novel starts off. I heard someone, I'm just, I'm just, if you just indulge me for one second, someone said on a review, this book is reading like, you know, when you have to get to the airport in a dream, you have to get to the airport and you, for the life of you, just cannot make it there. You, everything just comes in your way and you just keep going in the opposite yes. direction, you know, and it's like a real nightmare for most people. That's what this book is like. And it, and I just found it so funny because it's true. Um, you know, our, our, our lead character is an 18 year old boy by the name of Emmett Watson. And he has this little brother named Billy, who's I think about nine years old. And um, they've just recently lost their father. Their mother had walked out on them when they were very young. They never saw her again. Um, the only sort of trace that they have of her were these postcards, which she posted to them when she left. So when she left, she stopped over in about eight towns. And at each town, she sent them a postcard from there. And the last two uh, were posted on the same day because, you know, she couldn't send it out from where she was. So they... When the father had passed away, the, when the novel starts off, the father's already passed away, but Emmett has come back home after a year for involuntary manslaughter. He gets into a fight with another boy and, you know, that boy ends up being killed. And it was truly an accident. It wasn't really something. He's not that kind of character. Um, so he goes away for a year to like a juvenile facility. He makes some friends there and he comes back home. 
um, if you if you want to know where Billy was, she was on a neighboring farm. They live on a farm. She he was on a neighboring farm for that year, and that those are also wonderful characters that that took care of him. So he comes back after a year, and the warden drops him off at the home. And in the boot of the car are these two friends of his who he had made friends with at the juvenile facility. They stowed away in this warden's car, and now they oh, at goodness. the house. So. They have, Emmett has these plans. He's going to come back. There's really not much for them to do on the farm. Um, so they want to make a fresh start. And the idea is they want to follow the route that their mother had taken all the way to the west coast of America from obviously Midwest to the west coast, um, to find her and reunite with her. That's the dream. That's the idea. But these two boys that come along, completely derail those plans. Oh, I'm not going to go. Yeah. So, um, they, it's, it, it does not go the way you think it's going to go. Even if you think, okay, it's going to be, yeah, this is, you know, it's going to turn at some point. It just keeps going in one direction and you just think, is this ever happening? You know? Um, and it's a really fabulous novel. It's written with such pace and heart and wisdom. You can, you know, when you, you can tell when an author, yeah. A lot. Yes. He's one of those authors that you can tell this guy just reads b- b- before writing anything or between writing anything. He just reads tons and tons of books. You can feel it when he's and he's got all this wonderful wisdom in there. And it's a beautiful, beautifully structured novel. And so these boys basically get derailed from their original mission. And you've got two of these characters who are also just, you know, they flawed, but they also... They annoy you sometimes, but they're also really sweet at the same time. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, you, you feel for them. And Billy is one of those characters that he's so small. Yeah. You know, it's, so, it's one of those. Okay. So, yeah. so this is the Lincoln Highway by, by Amor Towels. And yeah. this, this is definitely one of the holiday reads that you need to, to go out and get. I am talking to Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House, and we are going to take a very, very brief break before we wrap up with the last few books that Viz has on his list of recommendations for holiday reads. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I'm Janice Leibovitz, you're listening to People of the Book, and I am chatting to Viz Chetty today from Penguin Random House, and he's letting us know what you should add to your holiday reading list this year. If you're looking for something to do, maybe you like to cook, or maybe you want to give a gift this this holiday, this is something you can look at. Uh, it's a cookbook, it's a local cookbook by um, Ilse van der Merwe, it's a, it's a book called Simply Seasonal. Um, probably one of my favorite books personally that we've released on the local uh, publishing schedule this year. Um, it's a wonderfully beautiful, she did a book with us called Cape Mediterranean a while ago. And That's always popular. Yes. You know, and the Cape region is a really interesting region in that it's also very Mediterranean, lots of seafood, lots of fresh yes. ingredients, lots of good wines. You know, it's very Mediterranean if you really think about it. And that first book she did with us was became a smash hit and we sold thousands of copies. Um, so this book, Simply Seasonal, she's sort of also kept in that same vein, but she's broken up the book into seasons. So summer, spring, winter, autumn, it's broken up by season. So you get recipes under each of the seasons. So it's a book that you can buy in any time of the year, and you'll always find something to cook in it. And, and it's, it's always it's, something. It is a gorgeous delicious. book. I do have it, and it's it's gorgeous. And what's so nice about it is, 
now that things have opened up a bit and we're getting together more yeah. and it's holiday time, we get together, we're a very outdoorsy type of people being South yeah. Africans. We get together outside and hopefully this year, as I say, with, with restrictions lifting, we do get together and we are going to be socializing outside more than we have done in the last couple of years. Yeah. And this yeah. is the type of book that, that is helpful when we are socializing and inviting people and visiting people. We take things like salads and things like that. And this is, yeah. it's, it's, you know, you want to buy local, you want to buy what's in season, you want things to be fresh. And, yeah. and this is a book yeah. that helps with that. It's really, it's a gorgeous book. It is, isn't it? And thank you for, for getting it and having it. I think it, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad that you, you've seen it because you know what I'm talking about. It's, yes. If you look at the recipes as well, they're always this, the recipes are like sort of these big spread out recipes where just a lot of people can, you know, eat from that dish, you know, it's yes. like fresh ingredients. She's big on organic, healthy, uh, seasonal stuff. Uh, that's another thing about the book is all the ingredients in the book are seasonal. You know, it's like if you ever tried buying an avo off season, it's like you have to sell your house, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy, right? It's so expensive. <laughs> so she's saying, listen, if you buy seasonal ingredients, it's cheaper. It's better for the environment. It's better for your body. You know, you, 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 you're going to feel better and healthier. So you should eat seasonal and you should eat um, stuff that's organic and fresh, uh, you know, so it's just better for everyone. So I think, yeah, uh, Simply Seasonal is a great book. If you don't get it for yourself, you're going to want to get it for yourself. Even if you buy it as a gift, you're going to look at it and go, oh, man, I need, now I need to get two. That's what you're yeah. going to be thinking. So uh, Simply Seasonal is a smash, smash hit on the cookbook, uh, local publishing schedule. I'm very proud of it. And, um, yeah, have a look at it. You'll see what I mean. All right. And the next one is um, another big author on the local front. I don't know if you've actually met this author or interviewed him before, Zeke Sundar. Uh, no, I haven't actually met him. Okay. But, um, he, I mean, he's a huge name. Huge. Huge name. Uh, you know, the local publishing author list is, is not a, a long, long list at the moment. We're, we're going to obviously grow it in the years to come. But he's one of those sort of stalwarts that's been there forever and he always delivers every year he's got another book coming in and it's always something really interesting and and he does not disappoint with this book i should tell you a few weeks ago we had this great launch in pretoria on a saturday morning at one of the art galleries there he's actually a super talented artist at the same time so what he did was he wrote this book right and it's about music and it's about uh, a genre of music called Femke music. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, I had no idea what it was before this book. It's basically this music that stemmed out of um, our history as South Africans and, and particularly migrant labor and, and miners, right? So they would get off shift on a Friday and you know, party and, and have a few drinks and there would always be music and there's this genre of music that that formed as a result of these parties and these people that got together and it's called Famke music. Oh wow. And slowly but surely this music genre became so big. It became almost um, a, a cult thing where you would have leaders of these bands who became gangsters eventually. So they would actually fight to play certain places and venues. It became all out. So it spread out from Rustenburg all the way out into Soweto and all this. And it became a gang thing. So there's a whole subculture um, that I, I have no, there's no way I would have known anyway, but I've not, I've since dipped into the music and I sort of try and get a feel for it. But yeah, it was a, it's a major thing. So that's where this, um, this book starts off. It starts off with a young man and he's got an interesting title. What's the name of the book? What's the name of the book? 
Yeah, oh, sorry if I didn't mention it's called the Wayfarer's Hymns. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he did this book. It's like I said, it's all about the subculture of music and 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 violence and gangs, gangsters and things like that. And and he's done a whole bunch of artwork to accompany the book, which is showing at this gallery in Pretoria. And um, it, when you know you sit there and it's all these amazing paintings, you think this guy does everything. He writes, he speaks, he draws, and I mean he paints. What's More than a triple phrase. Yeah, you know, and, and he came down to South Africa for the last, I think he's probably gone off now, but he was here for the last month or so promoting the book and the art and all that. And the book is just, it reads like a song. If you've watched our media presentation earlier this year, uh, towards Midia, the interview that Zakes was on, he said, yes. someone said to him, this book reads like a song. And he was not kidding. And when you read this book, it's so lyrical in that way. Do you know the way like some Japanese authors have a lyrical sort of approach to the style of writing? Yes. That's what it is in this book, but obviously from a more African perspective. Um, And it's about this young man who's all he wants to do is play music. He lives on this farm, which is inherited from his uh, parents that are now dead. And they, it's him, him and his sister. They're alone. And all he does is want to play, all he wants is to play music and be successful at that. And to be successful, he need, he feels he needs to be taught by the most popular and successful musicians. And he's trying to, and like I said, it's, it becomes a very, it's a very gang thing. So you can't, they don't just trust you if you come in from another town. You need to have a way to get in. Otherwise you don't, or you get killed. So, um, he needs to find a way to get to this musician who is this great, great musician that everyone knows and he wants this man to teach him how to play you know and that's his entire mission in life is to just be um successful at at being a musician and that's his journey that's his struggle that's all he wants to do his sister thinks he's a bit of a laze because all he does is sleep during the day and plays music (laughs) at night but he's the hard-working one on this little sort of farmstead that they're on and what he does in this book he brings back uh some characters from previous books like uh, uh ways of dying that book uh, where it was about professional mourners. So that oh, character, wow. Toloki, Toloki is back in this book and he meets Boy Child. So yeah, it's a return of a very old character in his previous books. Yeah. I have this so, book. It's sitting on my my pile of books to be read. Oh, I, can't, I think I'm going to bump it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. It's, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a long read. It's not a huge book. Yeah, it's not a big book. Really big. So you should get through it pretty quickly. And like I said, with the f- just the style and the flow of the book. Um, I think that you'd really enjoy it. And like his journey and like how he comes to be this musician is really interesting. Um, so yeah, Wayfarer's Hymns by Zeke Sundar. He never lets us down. Uh, thank goodness for that. And yeah, I think it's one of those books on the local schedule that we're very proud That's of as well. Awesome. And yeah. this, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. I okay. know, I think you had a couple more titles to get through, but unfortunately we have, we are out of time. So, <laughs> I mean, I know, like you said, we could talk books for hours and hours, but, um, we'll just have to have you back. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. Whenever you want, just let me know. Thank you so much. And thanks to the listeners for, for listening to us as well. Always, always great <laughs> to chat books with you. And it's always great that you can let us know what there is that we can go out and look for what there is to look forward to. And it's always just great to have you on the show to chat books. First Chetty, Penguin Random House, South Africa. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Janice. Thank you very much. And this has been People of the Book. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask and read a book.